Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast, a weekly podcast where two friends talk about the meaning of things and more recently how to achieve success in our doings. <laughs> My name's Michael Forrest. I'm Ivanka Magic. This week we're going to talk about, in episode three of How to Get Shit Done, I want to talk about how to get people to help you. Mm. Help you with what? Dunno. Just <laughs> do stuff. What do you mean? Say I've got some work that he's doing. Say I want a graphic designer to do something. That's one thing. Say you want to get a record deal. You want a record company to help you. Or say you want to go and pick up some litter or something. That's the sort of thing you probably do. And you want, it, <laughs> you want people to it help is. you with that. <laughs> that is exactly the kind of thing I do. Pick up litter in the streets. So much so that my child goes walks down the road going, Rubbish! <laughs> Are there any things you'd like people that you tend to find you want? But you're—I mean, you're a—you're you're a management type. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a manager. A, you have been. You have been I my have boss. Been. I have. Um, and I think—I mean, I've fun. done a. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a bit of. Uh, I've done a bit of it, but not for a while now, to be honest. Um, I do it sort of once in a while, but then other than that, you know, there's always there's only so much you can do on your own. There is. There really like one is person. only so much you can do on your own. Yeah, and this is something I often come up against. And uh, I just want to kind of like figure out, especially as I have just embarked on a very solo thing, I just want to remind myself to not just sort of like go into the bunker and try and kind of like be outwards. So your new project is a very solo thing? Well, I don't know. Like I can start, I can get some momentum on it without anyone else's help. But obviously I would prefer it was a community. But we'll talk about that in the episode. Lots of, about uh, identifying that you need help and asking for help, mm. it, whether that is in a professional capacity or a personal capacity, just going, I can't do this. Or it would be so much easier if somebody helped me. So there's lots of psychology mm. type stuff um, yeah. and personal, personal shit, admitting that you need help. Yeah, and uh, there's reciprocity in there as well. So like, yes. we'll, we'll talk a lot about that, and also like paying people, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's go, shall we? How's it going, Ivanka? You are in Croatia. And hence on, slightly more echoey. I am in Croatia and I am echoey. I'm good. I uh, It took me a day or two to recover from my epic van journey. Um, it's a bit harder in winter because the days are shorter. Hmm. The child is also now big enough to sit in the front of the car and by sort of mid-afternoon go, Mummy, Daddy, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and she sort mm. of goes stir-crazily insane. God. In an angry way, it's quite funny. She's this is a new development because um, she's not angry, she's not crying. She's simply going ah. Well, be grateful. That, be grateful that there aren't seven of them in the back <laughs> yeah, of your car true. as you drive across <laughs> Europe. For at least, it's, I mean, we used to do it. It was like a day of driving each way, but oh. you know, and before there was any such thing as a smartphone playing videos in the back seat that's for damn sure we don't um, do that in our car we have well, music there you don't do it yet <laughs> i don't know i think she'd get car sick to be honest with you once more visited 
the capital, <laughs> and now collected my pe- bits of paper that I deposited there last time. So I'm now now my hyphen has been corrected, Woo-hoo! and so yes. Listen back to episode number. <laughs> 40 um, something. Anyway, 40 something so, for why a banker had to do that. Just listen to the whole back catalog to find yeah. out. <laughs> and then I went to the local registrar. And I've, I've got my spelling on my citizenship papers corrected. I can now register my marriage, register my child, all these other things. Mm-hmm. The local registrar was incredibly helpful. I'm always so shocked when Croatian administrators are really <laughs> helpful. It's like, a, oh, what? So you're not going to make this really difficult for me? But, but why? What's wrong? <laughs> you know, what have I done? Uh, so that was good. And uh, now we're in our house. It's lovely and the weather's nice and sunny. It's not. It's still winter. Mm. Uh, but it's when it's not raining, it's bright blue skies, which is always nice. Mm. And so, Shortest yeah. day of the year, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah, is that's today. <laughs> I presume <laughs> it's everywhere. Um, I don't know. Well, everywhere on so. this... On the like, northern hemisphere. Longitude or whatever, latitude. Which one's latitude? Oh, I suppose. I Let's have your week. <laughs> Let's have your week. <laughs> Let's be having your week, Michael. <laughs> this week has been all right. Been doing a bit of work. And my video from last week didn't go quite as well as the last one, which I'm surprised because I thought it was really good with the alien. But my previous one got featured in my favourite source of kind of nerdy stuff, that hacker newsletter. So it was just down under like, like number four under watch, which is always, I always watch all the videos in there because there's always amazing stuff in there. And like number one in there was like 10 times faster 3D printer invented. You know, it's like that calibre of stuff. And then number four is my little Euromechanical modular sequencer thing. Did you get a stat spike? Not particularly. I don't know, like, there's like 58,000 subscribers to that and then on Hacker News. So Hacker News is a website, it's like Reddit, but even more, like, much more nerdy. It's just for sort of programmers where I can't be bothered to read, but sometimes I post something on there. But it immediately, like, disappears off and you're like, okay, never mind. And then it wasn't until I saw that that I saw that there'd been discussions around it. And so I went back and saw what people had been talking about. I was like, hey! So that was excellent. It's excellent. And the other thing is, I, I, you know, I talked last week about the mission that I wanted to start. So Saturday evening, I was talking to Sharon. I had this idea about cryptocurrency and taxes. And um, I started talking about it. And then I thought, I'm just going to sit down and write this into a quick video script because I'm sort of in that routine now with the YouTube videos. It kind of came quite easily. And I just kind of like, you know, recorded the voiceover and started into an animation this week. So I've been working quite hard on this. And I thought, I've got a few more ideas like this. So, like, what if we did get rid of the, you know, what if we had AI and a set of values instead of the legal system? What if we had, what if we abolished private education so that Mm. rich people had to make the public schools nice? Yeah. Um, What if we did something like that? That was an idea that came out of the uh, Think Nation thing. One of the students just kind of came out with this thing and it didn't make it into the present. Although I said I thought she should have thrown it in as an offhand joke, but it didn't quite make it into the final um, presentation. But I just thought it was a really interesting thought. I wonder how much of private education is to do with good education, how much of it is just to create a little secret club of people. Well, there's a secret club and then there's a sort of, it seems to embed a certain intense sense of entitlement and infallibility that seems to really help kind of brush over a lot of mediocrity. <laughs> like, um, so mm. you can, even the mediocre students get both the massively overinflated self-confidence and the network of, you know, right. of... Um, Other people like that. They still, even the kind of 
not that bright ones <laughs> do well. Yeah, I see. But anyway, yeah, it's an interesting idea, abolishing private education. And I thought I might do a video on like how if I came to this state as a code base, I'd be like, hmm, and how I would sort of like refactor it and kind of what you'd do if this was software. And then the idea being that this is about creating a kind of a channel where we have little videos like this to basically do a bit of blue sky thinking over what what if we weren't constrained by where we are now uh, what sort of things would you do if you could start again and I've been the working title is blank state but I just checked on Facebook and there's a couple of other people using that for things it's just basically to get kind of like transcend this whole mm, Brexit no Brexit Trump no Trump and just yeah. like what you know what do we want to have so opening up those discussions so that we can start and, and it all connects into kind of helping people vote better and think yeah. about what the state actually needs to supply. Just given where we are technologically, what and in terms of not wanting to leave anyone behind, and we're in a, a place where it's sort of it seems to be going that way that a lot of people are being left behind. So basically, yeah, a channel where we do that. So and it just means I can do some. It's something I've got a lot of thoughts on. I can kind of turn around a little video in not too much time, but I'd also quite like to get you to voice over some and like talk about some things and just kind of like, it's it would be a channel that isn't about me for a change. It would be a channel that is about some ideas that would invite discussion and just get people kind of thinking a bit less about this kind of like us and them the, the, yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, and yeah. try and get people thinking about a vision of what it could be and when we all know that a bit of blue sky thinking can often yield some very practical ideas if you just kind of yeah, go yeah, with yeah. it the thing that that would do i think would be elevate the discussion about some of this base politics stuff at the moment i don't think i i said this on podcast but there'd been a in the extended family there'd been a conversation about Brexit and there's some very pro-Brexit mm. ideas that were coming from very immediate, short-term and not connected to the EU or Brexit mm. ideas, like, the, you know, a change in pension age for women, yeah. for example. And going back to the conversation we've had repeatedly, which is how hard it is to talk to somebody with whom you disagree so fundamentally, especially when they bring it to a point of, you know, minuscule yeah. fact that actually isn't a fact. Mm. But if you say, OK, all right, then what should it look, you know, actually elevating it sounds yeah. like a way to reopen the discussion away from... Yeah, yeah. I th and I think we'd all <laughs> because, like the same yeah. thing. I think we'd all like to be looked after by, you know, I think we'd all yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, And obviously, like, people might get defensive of the sort of competition and feel like that if they're working harder, they should get more. But there's nothing, no reason to say you can't have that. But, yeah, the other one was, like, universal basic right. income. Let's, let's sort of do something on that. And just all these ideas that you kind of shut yourself off from imagining because it's like, well, we can't just throw everything away and start again. But this way we could talk about it in the UK, in America and point at Estonia and sort of places like yeah. that that are trying something different, are using the technology more effectively. And it also it's like if Brexit's going to happen, then I mean, one of the things I saw that Dominic Cummings has got a HBO film made about him called Brexit, which I am very much looking forward to, which is all about. And, you know, he's someone I, I kind of discovered at the heart of you know the real reason behind brexit was this data like big data manipulation yeah. and like personalized adverts and all this stuff i'm very excited that that's going to be visualized in a high budget hbo film and shown on channel four in uh, in january 
obviously there's some people kind of unhappy about that but i want that it looks like they're even showing like some of what some of these adverts that were being shown to people look like Amazing. because i just don't have that in my brain and i want it in my brain so played by a benedict cumberbatch with a sort of receding really? hairline yeah so dom wow. cummins someone that i tweeted last year going like why did you like why did you do this what was your reason for this and he's the and he's the one that said basically the eu is just too slow moving to be able to kind of correct course correct and that was his reason and we've talked about this like that's yeah, not yeah, what yes. you were telling the people <laughs> when you got no. them to vote. You weren't targeting people based on the reasons that that no. are problematic with Evie. But that's so arrogant, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. don't oh, need yeah. to concern yeah. yourselves with the real reason for Brexit. Yeah. You just vote to have no more immigrants. It's yeah. fucking disgusting. I did have it's... a week. I had a, a moment this week. Cause I'd been off, I was, when we were travelling, I didn't really use my phone at all. I was using it for a map. So, I, you know, notifications off, not looking. And then, and to play music, of course. Um, <laughs> we've got <laughs> the child into Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> but she continuously asks for I'm bad and mm. Earth song. Mummy, can Michael oh, no. Jackson sing the one where he says, I'm bad? And then, and then she goes, and that, and it's really sad. Then she goes, and then I want the one, can we have the one now with the broken trees? And what have we done to the world? And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> anyway, and then we get to, uh, and then I get, you know, I'm off like, get onto the news. And I really just felt really sad mm. looking at the, it's just so sad. Really, uh, isn't it? It's just like yes. Anyway, for listeners hoping to hear about how to get people to help them, we are going to get to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. You now. Sorry. <laughs> like, we are worried about the world. We're worried about the state of things. We're trying to do something good, and let's get on to the subject, yes, shall we? Yes, you're right. Oh no, first, yeah. Go on. Mm. Oh, the scores. Well, let's recap the scores at the end. <laughs> I think okay, we'll, we'll save the, sc- the scores for the end. Because uh, we've already talked enough about okay. ourselves and our projects. people to help you so where should we start i'd like to put forward the idea that one of the important things is to actually ask people to help you <laughs> that is just seems very unreasonable to me <laughs> just just go <laughs> just go uh, excuse me would you mind terribly holding that door open while i walk through it or okay well that's that episode done <laughs> <laughs> i think there's some interesting things though around asking people to help you because mm. You've got to know what you're asking them to do. Yeah. I think you need to be clear. Yeah. I'm not super comfortable asking someone to help me. Often, I suppose there's a rejection thing, isn't there? Like, I don't want... Them, if they say no, then then what? So I've got to, like, front load as much as I can so that I feel like they can't say no. Or just kind of... Sometimes I just have to wait until I don't care anymore and then I'll try it. There's a couple of things you said in the intro which are around paying people reciprocity in work versus so the simple things you I, I have to say weirdly that my back going 
meant that I had to ask people to carry things for mm. me. And that, well, I didn't like that at all. But now I've, now I just do. It's not a, you know, it doesn't mean I've, you know, not me anymore. It's just that I have to say, I'm sorry, I can't lift this. Can you lift it for me? I really, mm. you know, it was a, it was a, um, a bit of a, you know, a psychological problematic moment um mm. but now that i'm okay with that it actually becomes easier then to go so i think understanding you what you can and can't do on your own and that means yeah. in the form of a giant project or in the form of lifting something that's too heavy doesn't really yeah. matter it's that i think it's a, a very similar psychology i mean for my the delivery of my project recently I know I am not a very good visual designer I'm not I'm you know you're there's lots of people I work with who are loads better than me and I knew that for the delivery of my findings I was going to I needed something that displayed very succinctly the main takeouts from this the main mm. findings so you know so I asked a visual designer who I have worked with before and we had a nice chat and in about 20 minutes of talking to each other we'd got a really good idea and then he could just put it together and it, we did a couple of little iterations and it was done but I would have spent was that a colleague it was a colleague so um, someone that was getting so they had some other stuff they were supposed to be yeah. doing but you kind of like distracted them got them to do it and they just kind of like turned it around quite quickly when yeah when I I would have fiddled and fiddled and fiddled it would have taken me a disproportionately long amount of time mm. And so the what do you outcome think, wouldn't have been as good. Yeah, sure. So what do you think... So you needed something. You knew you couldn't yeah. do it yourself. And what, you, what was your relationship like with this person? You'd worked on something before. We, we yeah. But you're like... You, he likes you, right? Yes, I do. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we've worked together before. We, um, we worked together at the Labour Party, actually. Somebody I like, and he likes me in terms of... Hmm. A, 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 working together we can we're used to working together which does make it easier mm. as well because it makes it very fast I think it's like you and me can brainstorm an idea very quickly because mm. there's no you know I don't worry if you think I'm being a bit silly <laughs> and there's not like we don't waste time on devil's advocates no. and we also uh we uh I think we kind of understand each other pretty well so yeah. um so it's that yeah. kind of like quick so you were thrown together in a previous job yeah how did and you just coincidentally happened to work at the same place yeah so yeah yeah Weird, you weirdly. were like oh hey it's yeah you. exactly we both started right. pretty much the same day I was like oh funny thing you here so, so how do how do we turn that into advice because it's you know, it's sort of quite a specific thing isn't it it's like a relationship was formed so did you work together quite a lot before well, well we worked on the same multidisciplinary team so we worked together daily right. so you would, so you sort of had a rapport already yeah. and you basically started the development of that rapport just by i don't know being but, professional and being yeah, a yeah. good person but equally you see i also think that one way to create i think asking for help is a very and i'm sure there's literature about this or i might be even quoting from something i've forgotten i read but there's something about asking for help that is very important in relationship building. So right, yeah. asking somebody how to do something or to show you something is a nice way of opening up a working relationship with somebody. Um, you mm. know, how did you do that? How do I do that? Can you help mm. me with this? So I have to say, equally, when I do do that, oh, have you got any ideas for this kind of opener? And then I get deeply patronised. I'm like, well, I'm not talking to you again. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Thank you.
I tend to be pretty self-sufficient in life. Uh, if I don't know how to do something, I'll learn how to do it. I kind of pride myself on having a lot of different skills that I've, you know, put sunk yeah. time into developing over the years. One thing was, so in 2014, I moved to Berlin on my own, more or less. I it like So I was just in this city on my own, language I didn't speak, and I needed help. <laughs> Right. So, but and it started off, I was sort of looking for gigs and things. And it meant that I, you know, I found myself in a bar. I saw the DJ there. I kind of went up to ask how he'd sort of sorted that out. He turned out to be from Manchester. And then he turned into someone that I hung out with a bit. Like, and we were friends and we, you know, went for drinks and he invited me to, you know, New Year's Eve, birthday party type situation. Yeah. And, and th that happened more than once. Like, within the first few weeks that I was there, I formed all the new friendships that I was going to form because after a few weeks, I got into my routine. I kind of figured out how to do most of the stuff I was going to do. I didn't need help anymore, um, technically. If I was then going to ask for help, it was going to be in a sort of contrived, I'm doing this because I want to be friends more than because I actually need it now. And there's something about needing help that I sort of, sort of lament the loss of in a way. What I think of when you say that, though, is the thing that... like So there is this contrived, you know, like, oh, please, can you help me? I'm a damsel in distress kind of need help, you know, asking for help. But then there is simply, um, you know, that how would you do this question, which is mm. still asking for help and asking for somebody's... giving somebody the opportunity to give you their opinion, but without saying, look, I don't know how to do this. It's more... Is there a different way or how would you approach it? Because there's different ways of asking questions, aren't there? So Yes. And I think I think one of the things I learnt in open source land, and I think we learnt a bit of this from David Siegel as well, is that whole being very specific about what you're asking for help on. Hmm. Yeah, if once you know exactly what you need help with or what you think there's room for you to learn, then I think it's easier to get ask for the yeah. input so um yeah like define tasks yeah. is 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 a part of this and and it is a different skill it's, it's one that i feel like if i just sorted my life out and stopped just jumping in and starting a task if i kind of spent more time defining what the tasks needed to be up the front with when i was going to start something then i then i'd have something that i could give to someone else you know that i could ask someone for help with but when you you know my thing is i'm just doing everything on my own i just like okay here's what i'm going to do and then at some point there might be a task list but actually explaining because some of these things are quite complex and specific and you have something you know there's this micromanagement like thing that you've got to watch out for you have to sort of describe a task in a general enough way that someone can take ownership of it and do it their way or if it is quite specific like writing out what i want is often kind of quite similar to doing it myself yeah I, it's very hard it's, i mean the, the fact is michael that you are a very capable person <laughs> that makes it that's uh, a strength weirdly but also kind of a weakness because it, it is, is probably in most cases faster for you to do it yourself the problem is that there's only so many hours in a day and that's not a scalable yeah. solution no one of the things about because you did bring up my management experience yes. um one of the things i think is really important is to understand what other people are trying to achieve in uh, their life yes. so for example if somebody wants more experience of 
coaching a colleague give them a task that will be best achieved by coaching a colleague if you've got somebody who really wants to I don't know get better at running meetings <laughs> give them a job you know what I mean you know find out what it is that they think their weaknesses are mm. or agree with them I mean as a manager person you often have quite a you know you often have an idea of what somebody's weaknesses are what they should be developing or what would help them to develop well and it doesn't have to just be weaknesses it can it's, no, it's no. their goals it's what yeah, they yeah, want goals. and, I mean, and I was, certainly yeah. i've heard this advice being given like if you want someone to help you like you've got to align with their Absolutely. goals in life yeah otherwise you know because as soon as someone's like oh and then that will help me learn this programming yeah. language or whatever then that they'll they're looking for something, a yeah. way of doing that. So you'll get a positive... Definitely. I mean, my starting point in that was about what people want to achieve and what their mm. goals are. But it, the same applies to their strengths as well and weaknesses, yeah. which is to say, look, I really think it would help you if you got better at speaking in public. Mm. Let's find you some opportunities to speak in public. Let's go to more... Whatever. Even bigger meetings are an opportunity to speak in public or speak up. So I think that... I, and I did. I did actually do think it was some sort of weird hr training about 15 years ago or sales training or something anyway this guy was doing the presentation about the fact that really the way to keep employees was to help them tie their life goals to your company goals yeah, yeah and yeah. and if the two align then you'd likely have somebody who's incredibly loyal what do you think is better get someone that has proven experience in something to help you do something and you have to pay them too much <laughs> or get someone that's you can see is smart and eager really to learn wants to, to really who really wants to learn to do that get them to do it they'll put way too much effort into it they may need a bit more kind of direction to get the final thing right, but they'll be cheaper. I mean, I'm saying cheaper, but I also mean, you know, in, in, in whatever terms, they will be more enthusiastic about doing it for you. But I'm using cheaper as a shorthand for if you did just pay someone. Like, what's... what's I, I mean, uh, there's what's a your ve- rule? There's a big, it depends, flying <laughs> on top of that, <laughs> really, isn't there? There's like... I'm thinking of various situations and people. Sometimes it's really nice to just have somebody who's really good at something to say, can you do me one of these, please? And it's going to require minimum involvement from you and you're just Mm going to get it done. And sometimes you're like, no, no, I'm willing to, let's do this together. I'll help you. You know, like I'm, I'm thinking of, I don't know, like things you can outsource, like making a little animation. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can write a good brief, boom. And, it, you know, it's really, it actually works out cheaper. Because yeah. even though somebody's day time, rate's really yeah. high, they've done it, they've been doing it for 25 years and they can just, you know, mm. do what you need. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes, you know, and cheap is money plus time, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got, and then sometimes you have somebody really keen and you've misread the keenness. They're really eager to learn a thing and it's just not for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like... I was going to talk oh. about that, like hiring people. And we've yeah. both had the experience of like getting it wrong. I, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, everyone's has value, but like I think we... we I, I do remember us going, yeah, yeah that was... Uh, I think we both kind of like slightly misinterpreted something. Yeah. But what I was just going to say about if you are going to get the enthusiastic person that is wants to learn the skill, I feel like you have to foresee 
a bit of a longer term relationship with them because yeah. if you're you're sort of developing them and so it's a bit annoying when you kind of develop someone and then they go it's yeah. like well oh, <laughs> I've invested all this time and energy um, that's yeah. what made me quit LBI because I just was developing all these people and then the LBI politics were just kind of like pushing them out and I was like what what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> like, what am I doing like I'm just working incubating on people. Incubating and then releasing these people, and it's like, and then I just have to do it again. It's like, what am I doing it? Yeah, I mean, because you can't. I think it's also, it's nice to have really smart people that that are inexperienced, but yeah. then you know sometimes it's that can be quite tiring. Yes. Because you've got you do have to be on it, and it's not you've got to take the responsibility for the output. I think that's mm. my view. You know, if you're taking somebody yeah. less experienced who's costing you less money, you are also you've got to be even though you're on the face of it, really giving them all the responsibility as mm. the manager person who's made that choice. You've got yeah. to take responsibility ultimately for the output because they're not see, you know it's it's not fair for them to they're not getting paid to take responsibility. Mm. They're getting paid to be the junior and learn stuff so yeah i think that's uh um, that was a bit of advice i'd had was because um, i was you know I, I i contract and then i i can find myself frustrated with the work someone else in the team is doing and i keep having to kind of firefight and kind of work around the advice i was given that was very useful was like well it's responsibility lies with authority and so if you don't have authority how can you be responsible for for something else yeah. so and then that was what then let me go okay i could find that talk to the person that does have authority kind of tell them that that's this is something that i kind of need them to figure out make my case and then not try and solve it myself because i can't really get any change to happen because i'm not part of that kind of authority hierarchy in the in the right way to be responsible because i've always had i think my, my relationship with responsibility has always been quite I don't know. Overwrought. Well, I think it's a. I mean, in that in that sort of the the that sort of scenario that you're talking about, when we're doing art, when I'm doing a job, and this definitely came up when I was your manager. It's like this whole taking responsibility for things over which you have no authority is can be really stressful. Yeah, no, it's horrible. It's a really and unpleasant like... feeling. You're like, this is my fault if it all goes wrong. But it's not your fault because you can't assign the resource. You, you don't have the authority to have the response. And it's horrible, really, really stressful. Mm. So I don't, you know, so I think it is quite a, um, that bit of understanding, I suppose, in yeah, a way. So maybe, a realisation, yeah. yeah, that I've only recently, yeah, I had to have it explained to me. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm kind of stressed. It's because I'm trying to take responsibility for something I don't have authority yet. But I, I don't think this is a general issue that people <laughs> I don't know, though. I'm just thinking, like, know. with the with that the person in authority if rather than telling them what's wrong because I've been in the same situation where I'm like you're asking me to do a thing I can't do the thing because you're not letting me because you're not giving me authority Mm. so that whole perhaps asking for help might be a way around the person with authority or a way to get them on board yeah instead of going this is wrong I mean, I have found this approach effective in the past. It's like, okay, it was your job to print out these 20,000 letters to release this scheme. You haven't done it. The scheme can't get released unless it gets done. So I guess I'm doing it. And uh, right, where, where, how can, and then 
where are we going to get printer cartridges to print <laughs> 20,000 letters? I did this in, what, 2001, like in one of my first jobs. Like we, we had to launch this housing allocation scheme and there was just this kind of like brick wall lazy department that refused <laughs> to do any did, just didn't want to work they were like permanent council employees they were just like oh it's their job oh, okay that's never getting done so like I, I guess it started out like the only Jesus. way to get stuff done was just to do it yourself yeah. like in a certain point sometimes it's the only option yeah that's one of the worst things i work in people who i mean you know, who don't do things. It's like, you I've never worked... Won't let you do it. Won't yeah. give up the ownership of it, but also won't do, do it. it. Yeah. It's like, that was why I, I was my biggest problem with the public sector was like, you get these lifers and they're just not going to do it. <laughs> like, no repercussions. Like, <sighs> I'll, I'll put a, a good word in for a few lifers that I've worked with that I thought were really good, but uh, they are... Yeah, no, no, I'm not, not saying. Not a... It's just there's, they're, they're, they're sprinkled in. They are, they are. <laughs> and it's a funny, it's funny. Another important aspect of asking people for help is also to inspire them. Inspiration mm. is a really important bit of this. It's um, so it's quite amusing at the moment. My daughter, she's doing a lot of role play of I'm the teacher and you must sit there and listen to me and do this. We were in the um, the pub the other week and she was trying to design a card game that we could all play together so there are four adults two children and she was like now everybody must sit down and do this and she was being really authoritarian she was like this is how the game must play no it's not your turn and I was like you know this is the opportunity to start talking to her about the fact that just telling people what to do isn't enough <laughs> you actually have to get them excited about your game first and then maybe they'll join in um, but you know she, she sort of decided from nowhere but this kind of inspiration thing is a and I'm I've I've read in too many places that you shouldn't tell your little girl they're being bossy because if mm. if she were a little boy she'd be told mm. she was being a leader yes. um, but uh, but I'm like you can't just keep having a go at people to get them to do what you want them to do you have to you're gonna have to make it a little bit more exciting um but the but the inspiring thing is fundamental i mean you can you can get people to do shit just because you have power yeah and that was my um eldest brother approach <laughs> i am the That's my i am strongest <laughs> but Oof. then when you don't have the power you're sort of like I, I do much better when i just have actual authority <laughs> when i when i kind of don't have i can't it's like i i was always just like this is how it's going to be <laughs> and it does work with it works with siblings um, people do i think i do it in a i think i'm a kind dictator <laughs> given the thing but yeah it works with some people some people really love it and some people kind of like just take issue with it so it's like i'm not saying i'm particularly good at it but like that's that's definitely my my childhood no dissent dissent will be punished yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't know how I, I have quite a lot of that sort of authority over my younger siblings but i'm not entirely sure why <laughs> i just always just told people what to do <laughs> I did. I remember once being in a bar with them, and something weird happened. And I just went, "We're going," and they just stood up and followed me out, and with their respective partners. And they were like, 
what we're going just because Ivanka said so and they're like yep well, but why and they're like we'll find out when we leave she'll tell us but if she says we're going then we're going like, okay nice. um yeah that's you know I found like young people very obedient you just say something they're like okay get on that I'm like oh yeah I'm sort of starting to like the little bit of grey is start, I'm sort of the students and the, the young people and the thing is like I'd be like well I think we should do this and they'd be like okay I'm like oh <laughs> you're not gonna you like not argue with me, me or question me you're just gonna get on with it cool <laughs> I should do more of this yeah, oh dear. that's why I'm waiting I want more grey hair for this particular reason I've got this grey beard patch maybe Ooh. that's what's changed it there's a weird little white beard patch under my chin so number four grow grey hair well I think grey hair and if you're a man certainly having a beard is a boon <laughs> my dad my dad's an, trained as an architect and he uh, like as a mid-twenties year old had to go onto building sites as the architect and tell like builders what to do and he was he was like quite a short man with uh like he went and he just like they would just ignore him <laughs> he had the plans and they would be like fuck off mate and uh <laughs> So he had to, so and then he grew a beard and like managed to get a bit more authority just from having the beard. So I think like maybe that's uh, what's the female equivalent of growing a beard? Is there one? It's the power suit, but that, you know it's not Don't really know. the same, is it? Grow a beard. Growing a beard. I've written it down. Really Don't helps. Uh, I don't know what it is. Grey hair. Yeah, Maybe. that's all he can be. But then that, you know, that makes it... I don't think it means the same. It doesn't have the same effect, I don't think. Well, if you're a woman with grey hair, yeah. I don't know what it is. So on my experience of the mentoring day, one of the mentors... There were two women and one male mentor in my group, and the man was very inexperienced, hmm. um, to the point where I'm not sure that he should have been a mentor. <laughs> right. Like, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Shh. And then, but there was a child in the group who was, I'm he was from, he was non-British, <laughs> like his cultural background meant that he constantly deferred to this man. Mm. Uh, and I was like, I can't, there's no, I can't fix this in. I can't pre-program this in an afternoon. I can't sort this out this quickly, so he's just going to have to deal with me. Uh. But, but you know, I think what, what helps me now is that I'm not bothered, but I'm just like, pff, what, whatever. So um, point seven, have beard slash be male. Is yes. <laughs> I watched this talk once at South by Southwest, no less. Um, and one of the speakers was this guy. I can't even remember the topic of what he talked about. I can't remember anything else about what he said, mm. except the fact in a professional capacity, when, you, when somebody asks you for help and you give them the help um, and they say thank you, you must always say, that's quite all right. I'm sure you will do the same for me one day. And you actually mm. have to call out to the reciprocity, it make it explicit, which I've, I'd never... I actually think that I'm one of those people that will quite happily introduce people, pass things around. Oh, I've got offered this job. I can't do it. Let me introduce somebody else, mm. blah, blah, blah. And I don't really... It was I've, I've started 
training myself to try and put in some of that reciprocity because I sort of live in this maybe naive world. Some of that request for reciprocity or some of no, the yeah, the request it. for reciprocity. So I, yeah. I do stuff. If somebody asks me for help or asks me for an intro, and sometimes they don't even ask, and I sort of go, "Oh, I saw this thing. Yeah, I yeah. think it's interesting for you. Here it is." I think that's just who I am. You just and, do it. Like once yeah. you, you know, I think you're like me in this. I'm, I'm the same. It's like if I if I'm going to do something, I'm just going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really doing care. it. No. But then, but then I get very surprised sometimes that the people that I've done it for then don't think of me. Do you know? You yeah. know, like, I'm like so. This does key into the experience I had of consciously trying to find ways to do things for other people, and and just that, that it kind of relates quite closely to mental health as well. Is if you're just if you're kind of feeling really shit and. The, one of the best ways I've found to deal with that is just to ask, just do something for someone else and just solve someone else's problems. So, uh, you know, that for me has resulted in me kind of going on Facebook, does anyone need anything? And then someone comes back and goes, um, I'm trying to work out how to theme this blog. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to spend my day theme doing that, just sorting your blog out one way or another. And then that has turned into a friendship and, a, and like quite a nice friendship that wasn't there before there's a sort of a new kind of understanding but i have noticed that it's always kind of the same people that want help and most people won't engage with something like that and then i'll find that they always sort of like want more help yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and i'm always kind of the one doing stuff and it's sort of like well this isn't sustainable what do we do so i think the people that aren't really thinking about the reciprocity if i called it out a bit more but also when asking for the help, say, look, I, if you need anything, is it, does that feel like a trap? There are some people in life that need more help mm. and some people who are more able to provide it. And I think we go through phases as humans. We go mm. through phases where we kind of need more and then we go f through phases where we're more self-sufficient or more able to yeah. give people help. So I think that sort of like taking it to scorecardy is a bit, dangerous because this guy that was doing the talk was very american and this is like a very thing that you should do with your emails mm. but i do think you know it's not it doesn't sound needy or, or, or like you're counting if you just go no problem i'm really happy to do for you i'm sure there's some there's you know there's something you you could do for me at some point or you know i'm sure if i ever need anything i'll, I'll know who to ask or whatever I don't think it's hard to throw, though I just struggle to say that. Mm. It just sounded weird, didn't it? Uh, you do get people, I think, some people who kind of use you. Favour asking machine. Yeah. Song. There was one like... person that was, started just like every day. It was like, can you do, can you help me with this? Can you do this? I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know what, like, do you not have any concept of reciprocity? Do you not have any concept that, like, you don't just get stuff?
think there's something about doing something for someone versus helping them to do it. Right. So, you okay. know, I don't know how to theme my blog. Well, okay, yeah. how far have you got? Oh, did you know that if you do this, that might help? Um, I can help well, you. With the, do you know what I mean? Like That was often my approach to things because I get called in for flipping tech support on yeah, stuff yeah. just before I kind of embrace the idea of just like no reward altruism helping people and like doing things I didn't feel like doing. I kind of had someone come to me and go, like wanted me to set up their DNS settings or whatever for their website. And I was like, look, I'll, if you go out of your way and come to my flat and go through it with me, like yeah. I'll show you where it is, I'll get you, I'll make sure the email, like registration emails go to you. Well, you know, when they couldn't be bothered to kind of like, yeah, I don't want to just do this. I'm not just someone that's going to do this. Like I'm not tech support for your website, but I'm going to show you where it is. I'm going to show you which button does what and it never needs to be done again but like at least the emails are going to the right place and you can kind of confirm it and I'm not now responsible for this flipping domain for the rest of my life there's this thing of oh well it's nothing for you to do have you ever seen that David that that Australian guy that gets into this email thread with someone that wants him to just fix a graphic design and keeps like delivering really sort of sarcastic (laughs) results and then the guy going well it just takes you five minutes to do it and then he goes yeah it takes me five minutes plus five years of design school and yeah, yeah, 10 yeah, years yeah, of yeah. professional experience to do it but some people are like well it's easy for you to do just do it it's like yeah what? <laughs> depends how close they are as a friend people for help i think there's two ends of the spectrum like so have you ever used fiverr no it's fiverr.com so that's like you ostensibly pay someone a fiverr to do some little task write some copy make a little gif for you like do like an app layout or something right you always end up paying quite a lot more than that in just the little add-ons because you want this and that so there's the cheap end of the spectrum but on that end of the spectrum you tend to get something that is pretty generic but if you do have an idea that can be constructed from a lot of generic elements um then something like that is a really easy way to go so you just find someone that's already doing basically the thing you need and then they just whip one off for you and you know for a fiver or a ten or whatever the stuff that's expensive that i would prefer is like say a bespoke design based on doing loads of research with me and loads of brainstorming and mood boards and all this kind of thing so that's what you pay a lot for but i I, you know my i always default back to if i can just pay someone to do something then i don't have to worry about whether or not they like me but that's not even true no it's not i don't mind paying people to do things at all Mm. and i'm talking things like plumbers and people you know Mm. just coming around it's like look i'm paying you for me to not have to think about this that's what i'm paying for but at the same time things like the, but I, you know, I'm not trying to be an expert in those. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder to pay. Like we pay people to do work on the restaurant's Brighton website. Yeah, I have certain expectations of what I think good is. 
Mm. Uh, we also have a limited amount of money we can spend. So there's yeah. that sort of the balance. But then I think as long as we're respectful of the people that we're working with, I think it's still, whether you're paying somebody or not, you still mm. have to have a respectful working relationship with them hmm. it doesn't really matter whether they've come to clean your house or, or build you a website or come up with a new logo or whatever it is there's still yeah money isn't a substitute for humanity no, no it's just a very explicit way of rewarding somebody for the work done it's when it comes into favors and swaps and is my work as valuable as your work? And just because mm. that only took me five minutes to do that DNS thing, but it took me 10 years of practice to, to know how to do it quickly. You know, what's worth more money? That's I tricky. I see that. That's, that's another thing I want to do on, on my blank state thing is what if instead of valuing, instead of money, everything was just time? <laughs> what if it was only time that was being rewarded? How would that be different? That'd be weird because there's not really any any incentive to get fast at things or is there yeah but i mean yeah but then you still do it you're still, still working it done i think you'd, I I work... think the, you'd get bored i think you'd yeah. if you were so, always doing something the same yeah. I when know. i work with the mike who used to fix tvs and videos and anything mm. sonar and radars anything he could fix yeah. um he was incredibly fast because he was just like a electronics savant people is that the right how the way mm. the way he said it was incredibly mm. fast because he'd been taking things apart and fixing them since he was like two yeah but then he charged kind of i think disproportionately low it's like well it only took me two minutes right. it's like yeah but uh. <laughs> you're the only person no, in the but world if everyone that... did that if ceos did that as well like True. don't you think I, I, I know this is like not necessarily a podcast but it would it would in, instead of encouraging you to try and find a job that the market values more, it would encourage you to find a way to spend your time that you enjoyed or you got yeah. more out of. So I think it's another experiment for uh, the kind of like blue sky I, thing. On but, the, on the uh, van drive mm. over on the subject of the market is mm. that whole going through that whole, you know, the market finds its place. The market will adjust. Yeah, yeah. The, market the market will always be fair. The market's right. a miracle. I can't remember what my thought process were, but at the end of my driving along for a bit and thinking about that, I declared it to myself to be utter bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I can no longer accept that, even as vaguely true. Utterly no values. It's utterly idiosyncratic, <laughs> and it will just does not care about anyone. The other thing I worked on on my drive, which may or may not be related, because I remember last time talking about the fact that there's some sort of connection between German motorways and libertarianism. <laughs> but mm. now I've, I've I've further developed my analogy, because there's something about sort of driving on a on a motorway that has no speed limits, and obviously people have differently powerful cars. Yeah, driving on. German motorways I find very stressful because you're like because <gasps> people are driving up behind you so mm. quickly but there's people who drive responsibly because if they cause an accident many people will die not just mm. them and then there's people who go fuck you I've got really powerful fast car and I will drive mm. however I choose and to me that's that perfect analogy of that sort of libertarian society where yeah yeah In you can market. go fast but li leaving havoc behind you around you mm. in front of you or you can kind of go yes i've got a very powerful car which i can enjoy driving but i must adjust to the 
the fact that it's sleeting and that there's lots of people. Yeah, just think about other people. It's really simple. But anyway, that was my little... (laughs) People should take road trips. (laughs) They're very good for your thinkings. the main thing about how to get people to do things for you is to be a, just be a good person it's yeah, one of the rewards nice. of just being good being professional being you know respectful of people it's the reason to be a good person is that you'll form these relationships over the years you'll accumulate more people that will know how to do things and then i guess you've got to know what you want and you've got to need help yeah. I do think this how would you do this thing is something I'm going to start doing. It wasn't in my vocabulary. Glad to have been of assistance, Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to get people to help you, just, you know, be a good person and be able to articulate what you need and ideally have a vision. Yeah, I think it helps to have something that inspires people, like be that because it's something good or because it's something exciting or interesting or something that piques people's curiosity. So, you know, getting mentoring Think Nation, people want to do that because it feels like a valuable activity. And so, you know, like having a project that is worth, you know, people worthy or, or just work no. exciting like you know people loads of people worked on ubuntu because they were completely in love with the idea of ubuntu and so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it's that's the having that sort of inspirational and, idea yeah and align with people's you know find out what people want in life and there's probably something that you can do together exactly also finally just find young people because they just do what you tell them it's weird <laughs> if you've got a beard <laughs> if you've got a beard and only if <laughs> Should we do a little quick score roundup? Done yeah. good. Done good. So I um I worked on the uh, app for recording the good deeds, which I think is genuinely something. So uh, I've given myself a point for adding email and comments to our done good system. Um, I hosted a house guest. I'm giving myself a point for that because I was really like, but it went really well and it was good. He was a good house guest as well because um, I um. I've got this, I've had this £10 a month Amnesty International donation going for, like, years. Yeah. Um, and our system only lets you do a weekly recurring uh, thing. And I can't be bothered to figure out how that would look if it was monthly or different periods. So instead, but I wanted that to register on there. So I just changed it to £40 a month <laughs> so that I could get a point a week. Um, oh. Lucky Amnesty. <laughs> well, Lucky Amnesty. And, and it's like ends up, but I, I, I may switch the charity in future, but um, I, I may try some different ones or I may like break it up. But I just wanted to be able to have a recurring thing on my feed. <laughs> but it's interesting how a, a technical limitation kind of can, can, can change things. Um, I, someone on Facebook wanted some help with podcasting that I didn't really know, uh, but I was like, oh, I'll help you. And then I helped. It turned out well. to be quite good because I was able to use our PIPA promo code. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I deducted a point for accepting a plastic bag in a shop. I just, I, it's the one time I didn't have a bag, but I, I could have said, don't give me that bag. But then I would have had to shamefully walk with a big bag of popcorn and snacks back to the studio and someone <laughs> would have seen me. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Um, 
we had a Christmas dinner and I consciously didn't buy any disposable tat even though I kind of wanted something a bit more sparkly and crackers and things, I was like, we, let's not buy crackers. I mean, that really is the worst single-use plastic. <laughs> if you want something that's going straight into a landfill and never will die as one of those little cracker toys. So I was like, OK, well, I get a point at least. And then I gave myself three for... I'd done quite a lot of work on my first video towards my um, kind of scheme to get people thinking a bit more proactively in, in blue sky thinking project so i don't know if you think three but i've spent quite a lot of hours on it already so i don't know if, what you think about that well, i think i think as a seed to a broader project i think that's good because mm. we're going to do more on it aren't we yeah, yeah, yeah so yes yeah so you can have your three thank you so that gives me seven <laughs> overall okay and i've got my my ecotricity my my ecosia city search engine <laughs> i don't think it's as bad as Anyway, I have I have maintained use of it. Okay. I picked up rubbish in the children's playground here in mm. Sutivan, and I ha we made a recycled Christmas tree out of pallets. Right. So what is that? What so like wooden pallets, like a forklift would pick up? Yeah. So which we and already have. How does have. that get turned into a Christmas tree? Well, you must you must log on to our Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to put the pictures on there. Does it look like... Yeah, it I'm, looks I'm, like it could, I'm, looks bloody amazing. I'm on the edge of my seat because I don't gonna, know how you I'm make that into a Christmas tree. <laughs> anyway, it looks really good. And then I think I might actually make give myself two points for that so that I can beat you this week because... Oh, um, right. Oh, I see. we made all the decorations, me and the small Christ. child. Um, she had a wonderful time. Though we did use glitter, so I won't take a point because we already had the glitter. We didn't mm. go and buy any... Yeah, um, but, you know, it's once it's out there. I know. If it was still in its packet, it'd be OK, but now it's out. Now it's out there poisoning the world. And then the other thing I did was drive to Croatia instead of instead of fly. So I spent <laughs> three days doing that. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty epic. Um, it's really. So you've given yourself three because it's a habit, but, yeah, certainly if it was the first time, you'd probably want more. I think, I think yeah. So do you I think saying... seven is, that's seven each, do you think, that's our capacity or do you think we're going to keep pushing it because it's been two weeks in a row it's been seven Has all. It? oh well yeah. i'm going to make more effort to record my points this week <laughs> let's see i mean I, i'm sure if you can think of them add them because um like i think well, honestly I, I didn't really have any like the I, I i don't think if i thought harder i'd find more points from two weeks or three weeks ago well you I see think, on this you know you have to be on know, this change. picking up rubbish thing i also because i had this conversation with of, with a friend who says that now every time he leaves his ha leaves the house he picks up three pieces of rubbish so I did that at a uh, service I didn't do it every time we stopped because it was snowing a lot so frankly I didn't see much rubbish but I picked up rubbish all in not just uh, in the children's playground here but also at a service station so I could give myself mm. another point for that okay well feel free to you know and shit all over I me with all <laughs> pick up rubbish in service station and also i had to walk the recycling to the recycling place here and whilst mm. i was there i took the opportunity to pick up the rubbish around the uh the recycling bins which always wow. have lots of so i don't think seven is our capacity and then i think but i think you can subtract uh, four points for being 15 minutes late without really telling me what's going on <laughs> <laughs> subtract four points like after that thing where you're like oh I've got to finish ten minutes early in two weeks time I was like 
okay, that's kind of you to say that, but I feel like the signal noise perception <laughs> is maybe a little off. Well, <laughs> if you're going to warn me two weeks in advance about 10 minutes, then, you know. And then rock up 15 minutes late. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I'm on island you know. time now. That's the problem. There right. you go. I've gone up mm. eight. Flipping hell. I'm going to pay more attention. Anyway, so I win. Hooray. <laughs> Oh, no, the Rank recycling one. one was this morning, so therefore it's gone into next uh, week's. But so I'm already still, ahead um, of you. Yeah, OK. So it's basically, it's, so far, the running total is three to Ivanka and one draw. Yeah. So I'm not a good person, and Ivanka's You're bloody so terrible, much but... better than me. <laughs> oh, so much better than you, she's always I saying. I do that all the time. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, go to grandpodcast.com. Subscribe to it if you're not already subscribed. Subscribing, if you don't know what it is, don't know what it does, of course you know what it does. So just subscribe on there and and your Apple Podcasts app, it'll pop up or whatever app you're using so you don't have to kind of click on Facebook things or YouTube things. It'll just kind of like proactively tell you and it'll know where you were up to, all that kind of thing. Um, Where can people find you, Ivanka? You can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. You can find me at michaelforestmusic.com and I've done all the music. What else is there? The other things people can do is that they can go, what would be really kind of you all as a special Christmas present to me mm-hmm. and Michael would be to go and uh, write us a review or give us some star ratings on things. Tell a friend, tell one friend to listen to our podcast. That would be really cool. Um, and that would double our listeners. Woo! <laughs> and there you go. Those, those are nice things you can do. Nice kind yeah, of things. And the final little thing is, we, I mean, we've been talking about this done good, sort of good deed leaderboard thing. Um, please email us if you're interested in getting involved in that. Hello at grandpodcast.com or for any other reason. Um, I reckon I'm one more round of changes away from making this something that I can let jet people use generally uh, it's basically if someone else signed up now then we'd there'd be three columns and four columns and it would get all messy so i just need to introduce like following and that kind of thing so that yeah. you only see your friends but i i don't think i'm far off something that that can be shared so if you uh, like the idea of competitive altruism or competitive like just keeping track of the th- positive things you're doing ecologically you just being a good want person to beat michael if you want to beat my score of seven <laughs> which i thought was pretty good this week but That's you know, apparently if only i hadn't taken that plastic bag you see it it might not make the difference to the earth but it would have meant that ivanka didn't beat me this week and isn't that the real reason to do good things it is <laughs> <laughs> the best reason <laughs> alright well thanks for listening I'll see you. you next time bye